The following program is sponsored by the friends and partners of Family Face Ministries. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Revolutionary Family with Dino and Jody. And uh, how about that music, that intro music there? It's awesome. Um, just love that song. Actually, just to let everyone know, that was um, a theme song written actually for uh, The Revolutionary Family by our son, Giuliano. And so when you listen to that, you can hear him playing on the guitar there. And, uh, yeah, we just think that's a, a great blessing to the ministry and, you know, just another way that we're doing it together as family. Yes, thank you, Giuliano. Yeah, thank you, Giuliano, for, uh, for that great intro. And we really do appreciate it. We love you, son. So here we are back at uh, the Revolutionary Family in our next podcast. And, like usual, we want to talk about Becoming a revolutionary family. And what, what, is that, what does that mean to you, Joan? The revolutionary family. Uh, it means starting a revolution in your own family <clears throat> by not doing things the way everyone else is doing them, but doing them the biblical way, the biblical principle way that God intended and how he designed family. Yeah, that's, that's a really good point. Um, you know, when, when you think of the word revolution... It means like a radical change. It means like a, a turnaround. Um, and and if you think about what you said, doing it God's way, right? That's radically different than the way a lot of people are doing things today. Well, that's what people say that when the baby's born, oh, there's no manual with this this newborn baby. But really, we became we had got the revelation when we came to know. Lord is that the Bible is God's life instruction book to us, love letters to us, promises, um, principles that we can implement in our own marriages and parenting and family. Yeah. And when we started applying those principles, applying God's truth and his word to our marriage, to our family, to raising our children, that's where we saw transformation take place. That's where we saw the revolution take place in our family. Yeah, that radical change in the way we, the way we thought. Yeah, we went from chaos with four kids, then to peace, then we had another kid, so we ended up five. And right, we used to be chaos is chaos in our family, but really we learned that oh, we can have order, and we can have children that respect us and honor us and obey the first time. And when we started implementing those principles in our household, our whole household changed, our marriage changed, our parenting changed. There was peace in the home. There were children honoring their parents, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's Radical good that you, change. that you point that out, that we used to say, or I used to say it anyways. Oh, well, chaos is chaos, right? Kids you know? are running wild and jumping off furniture <clears throat> and house is a disaster and, <laughs> and um, <laughs> with but, four kids. <laughs> but we radically changed we did. the way we think the point where there's so much peace and order in our home that we're like, hey, I think God has one more child for us. 
And now yeah. he's 13. <laughs> right, right. And we're not perfect. And we're not asking everyone to be like us. We just want everyone to be able to experience that that light bulb moment too. Like, hey, wow, it doesn't have to be kids screaming. And, yes, yeah. there can be peace in the home with four or five kids, even one child, right? Yeah, yeah. There can be children that obey their parents the first time and help out around the house and with good hearts, right? Yeah. And that's when we saw that radical revolution take place in our home. We're like, wow, we're not perfect, but wow, we can really help some other people bring peace and order into their home by applying these biblical principles. Right, right. So so just that, we have a couple topics, principles today from the Bible, actually one in particular that we want to share, and it can be applied to your marriage, it can be applied to your parenting, it can be applied to sibling relationships, any relationship in your family. Work. Work Probably relationships, too, right? sure, yeah, yeah. That's the beauty of this stuff. You know, God gave us these um, these tips about how to succeed, and 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 it can be applied to any area of your life. But we like to focus it on the family here, and so um, so we want to give you a simple tip that everyone should apply. Um, and honestly, if you're going to treat people the way God would treat people. You would want to live by this one verse that I'm going to ask you to read, Jody. And, um, you know, if if your family's going to adopt any Bible verse to live by, uh, a verse that, that relates to people, we're going to say, let it be this one. Because if you know how to treat people, you're going to go far in life. And you'll go farther in life as a result of the way you treat people than as a result of what you know or who you know or how many degrees you have on the wall, you you got to learn how to treat people right, right. bottom and line. Jesus is the ultimate example, right? <clears throat> he left heaven and came down to earth, and he walked as a man with along people that came against him, betrayed him, persecuted him, yet he still walked in love and never sinned, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so in Philippians... Chapter 2, verse 3, the New Living Translation says, or I'm sorry, the NIV says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. Mm -hmm. So putting others above yourselves before yourself, right? Yep. Esteeming them. And we call that the two-three factor. And it will give you mastery in the way you relate to people. Yeah. The two, three factor. That's kind of what we're going to call the podcast today because it comes from Philippians two, two three. three. Yep. <laughs> but it's it's um, it's a revolutionary idea. It's valuing others above yourself. So our natural tendency is to wake up in the morning and we're like, oh, what about me and my body needs? I need coffee. I need, I need, I need, right? Mm-hmm. But you model that very well. You put... You put me first a lot of the mornings. You make me a coffee. So you <laughs> are implementing the two, three factor. In Thanks, home, honey. honey, for recognizing that. Aww. Yes, making <laughs> yummy coffee. And I made us coffee this morning, and mine doesn't taste as good as yours for some reason. Hmm. <laughs> I thought it tasted pretty good. It always good. tastes better when you make it. Okay. But well, I that? preferred you this morning. That's the two, three factor. Uh, that's God's love in it. That's yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. So, all right. So how can you, um, let's talk a little bit about how you can actually apply this. And we're going to do a couple things here. We're going to break it down into what it would look like maybe in a marital situation and then what it would look like in a parent-child situation. So that might help help our listeners out a little bit. So, And the whole coffee thing is really pretty easy, simple, right? It didn't cost you any money to do anything to put me over you. Yeah. Right? Right. It can be just something simple. Take out the garbage for your husband or, you know, being helpful. Watching a chick flick versus an action movie. You've done that <laughs> before with me. I have. That's really hard. <laughs> I would... Honestly, say <clears throat> the coffee thing, yeah, it's pretty easy, you know, because I'm making me a coffee too. So, <laughs> <Right>. you know, <laughs> to, to make yours first, it's not that terrible, but, but it is cool how it really is received well on the other end. But like the movie thing, okay, come on now. Right. Well, for guys, it might be hard to watch that chick. And that's so. okay. Well, for women, it <clears throat> may be hard to watch the action movie, right? The gory yeah. action movie. I remember you're like, "Hey, let's let's go on the let's go on a date. Let's go see Civil War." And I'm thinking, "Civil War, cool. We're gonna go watch this documentary on the Civil War, not even knowing that it's the whole Marvel Captain America." Captain America. And we get there, I'm like, "What? It's not a documentary. It's an action movie." <laughs> I didn't even think to tell you. I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm not so, up on the Marvel and all that stuff. So. Okay, well, thank you. I'm honey. getting better. Thanks, honey, for going I'm with better. I am with going me. to see Shazam. Shazam <laughs> with you today and the kids. You're yeah. awesome. Thank you. All right. So, like you said, just you know, one way we can do it in our marriage is to value our spouse by putting them first before before us, and you know, be willing. To maybe sacrifice something. Maybe share your ice cream. Remember share that Share your ice cream. Oh, yeah. That was hard for me to do. Yeah. I used to ask if I could have a bite of your ice cream. You tell I'm me like, no. Come on. This is my ice cream. Or your if steak. You, if you wanted steak, you should have ordered steak, yep, right? Yeah, used to tell me. <laughs> now you share. I do. I learned my lesson, guys. Share your steak with your wife. You even actually, the one date we went on. <laughs> I liked your meal butter, and you actually preferred me and gave it to me. Do you remember that? We switched plates. I yeah. didn't. I have not forgotten that. That was years ago. Wow, that's you're awesome. a change man, Dino. You know? <laughs> See, God can change people. Um, <laughs> well, that that's actually pretty good. Those are good good illustrations. Well, How those were just things that were hard, <clears throat> right? In our marriage, it was hard for you to give up good food or share your food or. Well, here, how about this? So, in not so much. Um, let's look another way. I think a lot of times um, in the marriage relationship, probably even more with young married couples who are just coming out of their the homes they were raised right. in, the homes they were parented in, they might have a tendency to defer to their parents for some advice, mm-hmm. right? But why not show your spouse that you respect and admire them and and prefer their opinion right over say your your mom and dad's opinion, right. you know? Um don't go to coworkers, don't go to neighbors. 
don't go, you know, I mean that, how's that? That's showing your spouse that you value them so much. Right. And, and, um, so, so yeah, if you need some advice, go to your spouse and, uh, you might be surprised. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, that's how, that's a few ways you can, you can apply it to marriage. What about, what are, what are some stories of how we applied this to the parenting situation? Well, when they were little, we would play the preferring game. So we would stand at the stairs all in a line and whoever's in the front of the line would say, I prefer you to go first. And then the one, the second one would go, I would prefer you to go first, right? So we were teaching them how to prefer one another over themselves. That was a really good, I mean, that was when they were younger, obviously. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, <clears throat> make it fun. Have a, have a, when you're approaching the, the restaurant to go out to eat or something as a family, you know, have a little race to the door to see who can, who can open the door for, for everybody else. Right. Um, you know, just fun things like that, make it fun and, and just instill in the young ones, um, you know, that putting others before yourself is, is important and it's a biblical principle. And if you observe it, it's, it's gonna, it's gonna have an impact there's consequences that. that come with it, right? You can use that with toys. You can use that with going to the movies, movie tickets, or, you know, giving yeah. up something. Or we've had our kids give up certain items and <clears throat> prefer someone else, even though they were really believing for believing God for a certain item, but then they received it and gave it to someone else, believing God that they would have an increase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Now, what about, okay, so... Say you have uh, company over, and they have small children too, and and there's some like special toys that you kids don't want to share with somebody. How would you? I always said if there's anything valuable or very very important to put it away before the company would arrive. Yeah, maybe set aside some toys that they didn't mind sharing. Don't mind sharing, right? right? So I mean, there there is some. Probably some certain situations where you'd want to limit limit things, you know, what you're leaving out, just not so that it's not a free for all or whatever, right? Right. Um, <clears throat> that was really good, really good ideas, and they worked for us. Well, and- even we just had our family birthday dinner, our oldest daughter and her husband, and everyone preferred them to go first because it was their birthday celebration. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The kids all preferred. Yeah. Or if we have guests over, we always prefer the our guests to go first for dinner. Yeah, putting others before yourself. The two, three factor. It's, um, it is really revolutionary concept because we've talked on several podcasts about our natural tendency to have selfish ambition, right? To, to look out for ourselves. Jesus even taught it when he said to love others the way you love yourselves, right? Because he knows that, he knows our hearts. He knows that we really like to take care of ourselves. We, we're number one, right? We're number one. We take care of ourselves. And, um, but then this verse kind of, you know, um, turns that 
selfish tendency on its head, upside down, and says, in humility, value others above yourself. You know? Show, show your spouse that you value them. Train your kids to value others above themselves. And actually, you know, we can even show that value as a parent to our kids by taking on a burden for them once in a while, right? right? Um, you know, instead of us making them do all the chores, we could we can pick up some of the chores, you know, and and bless them and surprise them. And I've done that because usually we've I've always kids always had to have their beds made in the morning and the rooms cleaned up. And then with our son going off to college and then working with his co-op, he doesn't have a lot of time. And so there's a couple times I just went up and cleaned his whole room and organized and did his laundry. And he was really really blessed. And yeah, I put yeah. him first. You do really good. He's at working that. really you hard. Do. So yeah, you do. Really I don't do that for our son every day. Yeah. <laughs> this <Nope>. is on occasion. <laughs> or if our daughter has a ton of laundry because she kept it in the laundry basket for two weeks, because we do require all of our kids to do their own laundry. Everybody has their own laundry day in the house. Mama doesn't do all their laundry. Yeah. Um, but helping her fold all of her laundry because she's overwhelmed, even though. She didn't follow her weekly schedule of laundry, but going through and preferring her and, and blessing her. Mm -hmm. Just little things, right? It just, but they speak, they speak big to them, big to the kids, big to you. Yeah. Yeah, because God values people and he values us so much, right? That, uh, that he sent his son, Jesus, to die for us. And so... We can show others that we value them. We're created in God's image. We can, we can do that. We, we can show value to others. And, and what we've talked about here today, just a few examples of, you know, how you can, as it relates to people, how you can implement the two, three factor. I mean, even when you're out and about, right? There's a lot of people do pay it forwards now. So you're in a drive through line and you pay for the person's coffee behind you, right? That's mm -hmm. preferring. Yeah. There's like so many different ways within even outside of the home that our kids can see us acting and, you know, even think, thinking a veteran, right? A lot of times I'll see <clears throat> older men, like I saw a man the other day walking in with a cane that had a veteran's hat on, and I said, thank you, sir, for serving our country, letting our kids see us preferring and thank, being thankful and, mm -hmm. preferring and all valuing those. that, yeah, that service that they did and honoring them for sure. That's another, uh, another podcast topic for us, Jody. <laughs> honor, to, uh, to show um, honor for people. But, but yeah, um, yeah, opening the door for somebody. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, letting someone go before you in the grocery line. Right. Right? Um, what else? Let's just brainstorm some ideas here. Um, and that's, that's like, that's us being in action, right? So our kids, our grandkids are seeing this in action. So that's going to become normal for them. Mm -hmm. Not that we have to teach it in their heads, pound it in their heads, but actually seeing, seeing Nana and Papa and seeing Mom and Dad out doing that, putting people first. Yeah. Well, it is, I mean, it is training. Yeah. You know, the Bible says to, to 
train them up in the way they should go. And when, when they grow old, they won't depart from it, right? It almost becomes a, um, a natural reaction. Like you said, it's, it's not, it's almost like reflexive, right? Oh, this is just how I'm supposed to treat people. Jesus knew how to treat people. Mm-hmm. That's just what he did. He, he really knew how to treat people. And, and we can learn a lot from watching the way he treated people. And he basically put others above himself throughout the whole Bible. So, um, so there we have it. The 2-3 factor. And... I was thinking of the woman with the perfume, right? Who came and put the perfume over Jesus' feet, and the disciples thought that was, why is she doing that? It's super expensive. She could go and sell that, right? And yet, she put she put that above her above herself. She took a very expensive oil perfume, right, mm-hmm. and put it on the feet of Jesus, and now she's. She's still being talked about today, 2,000 years later, right. of that act of self- selfishness. Selflessness. <laughs> <laughs> the Sorry, I just had a few, few distractions. Yeah, with a mini pig winking in the back. <laughs> Talk about selfish. <laughs> I was just thinking of our daughter's mini pig that lives with us inside the house. He's all about himself, right? I'm like, he's not been taught, or I don't even know if he can be taught not to be selfish. To put anyone else or anything else above Above himself? Food? (laughs) Yeah. So what are you saying? Don't be a pig? (laughs) (laughs) I'm saying that people that are all about themselves and never think of anyone else or just not very nice to be around. Yeah, it could get kind of annoying. Yeah. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I never thought we'd talk about that on our Well, I just told you the other day that having this mini, Juliana mini pig living with us, that there's got to be a ton of stories coming out of the frustrations of that we have on occasion, but then he... Gerard loves to snuggle and when he's asleep and he's not snorting and he's not being a, what do you call him? Pork tornado? Porknado. Porknado. Like as soon as the fridge opens, boom, he's there and he doesn't want anyone picking him up or he wants food. Yeah, just so everyone knows, Gerard is the name of the pig. Julian That's not any of our family members. Yeah, so. <laughs> 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 yes, and we call him the Porknado because he just... He storms through the house when he hears a fridge, the fridge open. opener. If he hears like a plastic bag crumbling, you know, like like when you're reaching in a bag to get some food out potato or something chips. or potato chips. It's like, um, yeah, everybody out of the way because here comes Gerard. You'll get ran over <laughs> for sure. Yeah, he's, he's like the uh, antithesis of this Bible verse. He He values himself above everybody else, so... At all times. At all times. Right? Very funny. Well, look at that. A little, you know, Jesus, um, well, the Bible talks about pigs a couple times. does. Yeah. The kids keep saying about it. (laughs) Well, all right. There you have it. 
So don't be pig-headed and don't be... (laughs) The two, three factor. How to not be a pig. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks everyone for listening today on The Revolutionary Family, where we just talked about the two, three factor. Putting others above yourself. Yes. In many different ways. Your spouse, your children your neighbors, your friends, your family, and even out when we're out and about in the marketplace, putting others, preferring, preferring the person at the stop sign, preferring the person at, with the cart, grocery cart. There's many different ways we can be activating and walking in the two, three factor every day. Every day. Every day. All right. Well, that's it for today. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others and uh, like and subscribe to it and give us some feedback. We'd really, really like to hear what you think. And that also helps others see uh, what, what this is all about. So anyways, until the next time. Start a revolution in your family. Yes. And this is Dino. And Jody. Thanks for listening. Bye. Family Face Ministries, our mission is to restore the face of the family. That means equipping families with the teaching and the tools that they need to succeed. You can support that mission with either a one-time gift, or by becoming a recurring monthly partner. Your gift today will help keep families together. To give, visit familyfaceministries.org give or call us at 877-336-6540.